Good morning, everybody. How are you all doing? It's October 24th, 2018, 57 degrees. Um, getting started, work's going, and uh, something that's really been on my mind uh, for three years. I don't really talk about it because I just don't know what to really say, but I'm going to say it because someone very close to me has made some statements that I feel like it's expressed so often in an indirect way that it really hurts people. So I'm I'm a mixed cultural person. My mom's Irish, my dad's Mexican. Um, without describing the, the woes of being growing up in those two cultures, the only culture I've ever known is an American culture. And like my girlfriend a long a while ago was asking telling me that Americans don't have culture. And I was really offended by what she said. Because I'm like, well, if I have no culture, then why the fuck are you with me? You know what I mean? Well, you're Mexican and you have a lot of Mexican tendencies. And I said, are you sure about that? Because my tendencies also can be Irish, too. I mean, the Irish are just, you know, they're thoughtful, caring, and uh, rugged, and they stand up for what they say and they believe in, and they're talkers just like anyone, you know? Um, But the analogies that we think of each culture is like certain cultures are this way or that way. You know, it's like kind of thinking of one another as a purist. And I'm not pure anything. I'm just a pure human being. I'm no better than nobody, and I'm not worse or under anyone. You know, uh, I have privileges and liberties and rights, just like anyone in this world, and I never look at my skin color to check and see where's my position or, or my role. I never check my language the way that I speak English as what what determines the station of my life. And so as I thought about the, her statement, you know, and others, others have made the same kinds of statements. Well, you wouldn't understand. You're not Mexican. And by all means, they're right. I'm not Mexican. I was not born in Mexico. I have Mexican ethnic descent, but I'm not Mexican. I'm American. I was raised here. My my mom was raised here, you know, and it's it's just one of those things where it just seems like people are so busy trying to belong to something and say that this is my identity, this is who I am, and you can't take that away from me, and I'm not going to be mixed up by your whatever sayings. So I started thinking, in how many different areas do we do this? We do it in politics, we do it with the food we eat, we do it with the friends we have, the activities. Last night, um, so when I care, I mean, yeah, I just say it. My girlfriend was making pot roast, and it, it came out really bad. I mean, 
I just couldn't stomach it. And she made it in a turkey bag as an experiment. And I'm like, hey, we try, we learn, we live, so be it. No big deal. But I asked, I said, why didn't you just use the crock pot in the, uh, the pantry? She's all, well, that just takes too much time. And I'm like, I, I shrugged my shoulders and just raised my eyes. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, it's just, in my opinion, a person being lazy and not willing to explore the option of using a, a device to help you cook. Now, now anyone who's made pot roast knows that it, it takes quite a while, you know, and it works on the premise of low heat, a little bit of pressure, you know, over time. And I, I was thinking about, well, if this person's telling me that, you know, I'm not really Mexican, you know, and I've had other uh, people I've been with and people I know that saying I'm not Mexican, I'm like, for a long time, I always tried to feel like I belong. You know, I feel like I wanted to belong to something. When I was growing up, my skin was very tan, you know, and dark. And people used to call me sand nigger, wetback, and all these names as a kid that I didn't understand at the time. But I learned what they were, and it was pretty cool, you know. I grew up with all white kids, farmers. So, as I was thinking, you know, what is what is so great about being just one culture? I mean, I was listening to uh, some activists talking about, you know, cultural rights you know, how Native Americans are being screwed over. And then I was hearing another one talk about immigrant rights, immigrant rights, and what the U.S.'s policy for immigration. And yet, you know, these people come over here and they do the best they can with nothing. I mean, we're talking nothing. A lot of them don't speak language. They only have one thing in mind, is to succeed, to provide. That is really the American dream. And so the more that I thought about it, I was like, well, you know what? I'm beautiful. I come from two different cultures that made me here. It gives me the opportunity. You know, and then I was looking at my, my daughter, Annabella, <clears throat> and she's half Filipino. You know, or she's half Asian. She's got Chinese mixed with the Filipino culture, and then she's Mexican. And I think my daughter's so beautiful. You know, and hearing these comments of like, you know, what's acceptable to being Mexican, or this is Mexican and this is not, it just makes me really cringe. And look at those people, including my girlfriend, I guess I'd have to say. And it's like their own feeling of preserving their culture is filled with ignorance. Because if being mixed was so bad, then why would someone want to have a kid with me or have a relationship with me knowing that I'm not full whatever cultural descent? You know, and I'm sure if I questioned on it, 
she would backtrack some of her statements and say that, it, well, I don't mean it literally, but at the same time, I feel, yeah, you do. How we carry racism is a big deal, you know, and growing up, like I was telling you, I wasn't accepted by white kids, and because I didn't speak Spanish, I wasn't accepted by Mexican kids. I wasn't accepted by Latino kids so easy. But as I met more people that were mixed just like me, we kind of made our own group, made our own acceptances, and just didn't give a shit. And being that as it may, we gained a lot of spiritual and homegrown knowledge without feeling like we're held back, you know, by our culture. So it got me thinking. I was like, well, if being from a certain culture is so great, then why did they come here for opportunity and prosperity? Which gives fuel to the flame of why I would have to say Republicans are so diehard on their immigration position. And it's kind of scary because, you know, like Donald Trump is talking about how, um, you know, that the, the migrants that are trying to walk from Honduras through Guatemala and Mexico to here, which is 5,000 plus people, he's saying that there's gang members, there's terrorists among them, there's Arabic people or, you know, and one of the reporters in the background is like, so you really don't have any proof that it exists. And his response was, you know, I'm not certain, but I'm sure there is proof that they're out there. So he kind of made a bold, flabbergasted statement that he didn't understand. And it's just like how we have this president who's really ignorant. And not so much ignorant, but like bias wants to preserve white people and white agenda. And believe it or not, I guess I'm a part of that being mixed because I'm half white. But I don't support his agenda. I know if I go into a store here in the United States or here in California, they're not going to speak Spanish right away to me. They're going to speak English to me, and it happens time and time again. Now, if I go into a Mexican store or taqueria or whatever, restaurant, it happens a lot. They already spot me before I even say a word. They say, um, they ask me, do I speak Spanish? And I tell them, yes, I do speak Spanish, and I, I speak English as well. And their English was really broken and really difficult. And they were speaking so fast that I couldn't understand what they were saying. So I had them say, slow down, relax. And the store owner was like, okay, thank you. You know, he he was like, I I really want to help you in your shopping or whatever, do whatever. And I said, that's cool. And I continue to speak English. And so he asked me a question, how did I learn English? I said, well, my parents 
were born here, and they learned to speak English, and I learned to speak English from them. And so we got to talking because there's no one behind me, and he was just saying, you know, I come to this country and I own my store. You know, five years ago I come and I started my own store. And it's a beautiful thing. And he asked me, why do um, white people not like him? And I said, what do you mean? And he's like, well, white people come in here expecting so much, and sometimes I can't produce it because I don't speak good English. And I said, well, if you stick to the basics, you should be okay. But I started observing the people that refuse to learn English, refuse to speak English, you know, they kind of put themselves into this seclusion. But yet, the mixed people, you know, they mix English and Spanish together, and they they basically just went about their day. So, I want to talk specifically about how what are the racist things that we create within our own American culture and how we carry it out to other people from other countries you know even though there are many who were not born here but have been here since they were like three or two or one who carry this entitlement of their native country but yet they live here you know, are they right? Are they wrong? Are they ignorant? Are they stupid? I'm just curious. Well, thanks for listening to Goodbyes to Jason B, a problem I our podcast. That's my episode for this morning. You know, Jason, I'm just going to say what I feel. The fact that you have Mexican ancestry, Mexican blood in you, to me, that makes you Mexican. I don't care if you grew up in. Mexico or America or wherever. You could grow up in Germany for all I care. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter where you live. If you have that in your blood, you're that. Just like I'm German. I'm, what else am I? <laughs> I'm Polish. I don't have to live in Poland to be Polish. I have a lot of Polish tendencies. I'm actually more Polish than anything else. And um, it's whether or not you embrace your culture. So if you make Mexican food, which I know you've mentioned a few items on your podcast about, you know, certain things that you make. Embrace that. That's, I think that's a wonderful thing. And um, that's all I have to say. Oh, I have to say this. So I'm German, Norwegian, a little bit of French, Polish. That's pretty much all that I know of. I'm actually going to do an Ancestry.com just to figure if everyone's telling the truth. Anyway, (laughs) and um, I would have to say I embrace my culture during Christmas. I I was maybe 40 at the time when I discovered that the cookies that I learned how to make when I was younger and that my mom has been making this whole time are actually German cookies, which I don't even think she knows that. (laughs) They're spritz cookies. I don't know if you've ever tried them, but um they're delicious. So that's a tradition that I pull from my culture, even though I didn't know it was that, but I I continue to do it because it is part of my culture. 
and even though I'm very much, you know, American, um, I still can bring that forth. You know what I mean? Oh, and about your daughter? I can imagine that she is completely beautiful because that just, I mean, the combination just sounds so exotic and, and wonderful. So I can only imagine. <laughs> I have to say this. In my line of work, I see a lot of tattoos. People expose their skin to me because I do medical procedures, you know, very minor things on them. Anyway, um, so I see a lot of tattoos on arms and... It doesn't matter if they have one little drop of Native American or what have you. A lot of people who are Native American get tattoos that reflect that culture. They're very proud of who they are. And that specific culture, that's what I see the most of, you know, with tattoos. Um, so it doesn't matter how much you have of it in you. If it's part of you, people embrace it and they should be proud of it. So that's my standpoint. In my line of work, if you notice that somebody is speaking Spanish, that's when you start speaking Spanish. You don't necessarily automatically just start speaking Spanish because you don't know necessarily if they do. And to be honest, some people may appear that they're um, Mexican, but they may not like in that situation, they may not speak Spanish. So why assume that? I only do it if I <laughs> analyze the situation and realize that they do. It's practice for you. It's practice for them. It's meeting them halfway. It's a customer service thing. So I think it's a good transaction to try to meet them halfway. Um, and maybe you both can learn something from each other. So that's my standpoint. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? It is Monday. It is what October 29th. Yes, October 29th. Uh, good weekend overall. I spent some time with both my kids. I was really happy. Got to take both of my daughters uh, trick or treating on the weekend. One at a church event. One at a city city event. So it was kind of cool doing that, you know. And I'm pretty excited. And then. Um, you know, I'm just uh, just very happy that I can spend valuable time with my kids and, yeah, my girlfriend, too. So, um, does anyone notice that how much, um, how much controversy is going on week by week, you know? Um, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, uh, last, was it last Friday? Some idiot decided to go buck wild and kill a bunch of people in a Jewish synagogue. And now all over the news, it's like, we're going to stand united and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And I really think that it's just a ploy. It's a ploy to the arm U.S. citizens. Um, you know, what is it, Second Amendment rights? or gun rights, um, people just, I don't know, like there's so much unhappiness, and, and, it, and it's like if there's not a school shooting, it's a church shooting, so Christians have been affected by 
these kinds of shootings, Jewish people, Muslims, every religion there is possible that have all been affected. But no one's focusing on the good times or the good things in life. And that's really what I want to talk about. So I don't want to be headline news. I don't want to talk about like what I see politically as wrong today. I want to just enjoy work. You know, that's really where it's at. Is do you work for money or status, position, legacy, or reputation, or do you have those things work for you? And there's a lot of us who are just paycheck to paycheck. We're like one, probably a couple steps away from being homeless or in the poorhouse. You know, I'm fortunate. I have a home to live in. And I know there's a lot of people that don't. And so in order to change that momentum and that that feeling, you know, we all got to change the perspective of how we're living. And that's why I've been making like these little episodes about how to live a better life. Now I'm one to want to talk about it because I've made a shitload of mistakes, and I realize those mistakes were very valuable stepping stone lessons. Sometimes I've lost very minimal. Sometimes I've lost greatly, and then lost and then gained. And uh, you know that's just one thing we all have to think about that phrase of can't we all just get along some people make fun of it but isn't it true and as I was in my men's group yesterday we were talking about that exact phrase and what creates our our, our division with each other like Realistically, uh, one of my friends in my men's group, he's African American, and he says, this is how I feel sometimes. I feel I could be in a public place, go to a public bench, and if I sit next to white people or a white person, a lot of times it makes them feel uncomfortable, and so they move or they scoot over a lot of times sometimes not and I was like you know what I know that feeling you know in, a, in, a, in another way I know that feeling like that you know at some parts of the year my skin's darker and I look Mexican sometimes and there are people who just don't they, they start speaking Spanish to me or ask me if I know how to speak English. And the interesting thing is most of the time, my, I speak English all the time. I mean, people would not know that I, I speak Spanish at all unless I say something. So just by our, where we come from creates division with others because they either they don't understand or they have been raised with a certain viewpoint that it's not good. And I'm a father of mixed kids, you know, like all my kids, they're all Mexican to a percentage. And they all have a little bit of Irish. But one of my daughters, she's 
child Filipino, which is also mixed with Chinese. And she looks Asian. And I get that question every so often, is that really your daughter? And I say, of course she is. Why would you ask that? Well, because she looks Asian. And I'm like, yeah, and? So what's your point? Why are you asking? And they're all, I'm just saying, and I'm like, no, you're not saying. You're trying to identify with a nationality or a ethnic, you know, look so that you can choose whether to accept or deny them, you know, of existence or, or just being around you. So why are you asking? And I made that person feel completely uncomfortable. And I said, now you, and I, and I told them, and they looked uncomfortable. They felt like, oh shit, I, I got in the wrong conversation with the wrong guy. And I didn't mean to harm them, but I wanted I wanted to turn that ba- that feeling back on them. I wanted to turn it back on them so that they understood that what they were projecting, what they were asking, was to, to identify with someone of common either color, language, or creed. Just like um, I know there's a lot of guys I know that if a gay guy comes around, they automatically shun that guy off don't even care, don't want to hear it, don't want, it's like they're a disease, me, I don't give a crap, you know, I mean, I really don't care, what you do in your bedroom, what you identify with, is your business and not mine, you know, and I've been in the scenario where I have a couple of lesbian friends and a couple of gay guy friends or acquaintances, if you may call it. And they've voiced out, they've told me, like, they've asked me, like, you never, you never make me feel uncomfortable. And I said, why should I? And they're all, well, you just, you always make the best effort to, like, joke and be normal. I'm like, well, if I had to think about what you are or what it is, it's not going to matter. The point I'm trying to make is, like, when we're too busy trying to identify what is comfortable, what is common for us, who we can identify with as one of us, we create self-division. And through these self-divisions, these heinous acts come up. Shooting, you know, bombing, plane crashes, all kinds of shit, you know. I was watching that show, uh, Designated Survivor, in, in the first season they were talking about um, that the president, the vice president, and all whole cabinet, all of Congress and Senate were dead. And this one guy, this one cabinet ma- member who was a designated survivor became president. And as he had to take control of the government, like the governor of like Michigan, was they were outright looking for Muslims or the cause of that bombing. And this president, you know, Kiefer Sutherland, he was like, look, you don't follow my orders, I'm gonna remove you from office. And the guy was like, fuck you, you know, I'm, I, it's my state, you have no jurisdiction and no rule over this. And he 
he's like, well, I do if you're beating up, you know, Muslim Americans. You don't beat anyone up. So it's like shit like that. That could actually happen. Like, how many times have you thought about the Muslim make you uncomfortable? Doesn't me. And you wonder why they stick to their own and they and some of them are very friendly. Very cool. You know? All religious views put aside. So those self-identifiers and acceptance things, you know, they they can hurt. They can hurt. And like I was talking about on my mixed episodes, you know. I never could really identify with being white, and I never could really identify with being Mexican. And it made me think after that episode, and I, I had a good, you know, I had a good calling from Alley Moon, from what's her station, Lyrical Audio Act. You know, she likes to read books. She said some cool things. But. The more that I think about it, when we try to separate ourselves and pick the associations, the clubs, the cultural groups, the religious groups, the more that we try to just identify with just what that is, instead of just saying, we're human beings, we come in all shapes and sizes and colors and whatever, and creeds and beliefs, I accept everybody, I don't discriminate, I really don't. Now, there are some cultures I don't like more than others because it just seems like most of the time when I come up on them or or come across them, they're just rude all the time. But I always give the benefit of the doubt the hope that somebody's going to be different. And I look at how to present myself in a welcoming, happy, and good manner. And that's the key. Are we presenting ourselves in a good, welcoming manner? You know... And that's what it makes me think, like, right now, with my own people, you know, they've been in the news about, like, 5,000-plus protesters heading to the border from Guatemala, thousands of miles, you know, really is, and these people are been talked about, you know, it's like all of a sudden, a new culture is arising to be made an enemy. And if you ever notice, like, the history of the United States, I think from as early as 1840s, no, 1850s, um, no, I'd have to say earlier than that, yeah, Mexicans, the Spanish and Mexican-American War, um, in the 1800s, yeah, people were, they had a racism against Mexican people from early on. Know, and it slowly developed. Then it went to the Civil War against black people. And then it went from southern Southerners versus Northerners. So the South versus the Yankees. Then it went to the Chinese at one time. You know, and the Spanish. Then it went to hating Germans, Japanese. Koreans, Vietnamese, you know, Arabs, they're the most recently hated cultural group out there, and these news agencies, they, that's what they're doing, is 
They're trying to create a hate and a racism towards people. Well, I'm going to come back in just a little bit.